Hello dear friend, welcome one more time to another Bible study here with Victory Church. It's my privilege to share with you God's Word and this is a beautiful Wednesday evening. Thank you so much for your time here with us tonight, February 10, 2021. We are going to study part of the scripture. This reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 27. We are going to be reading from the verse number 3 through the verse 10. If you are able to pick up your Bible, if not, anyways, I'm going to read it for you. And we read this passage that has to do with Judas in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, Matthew 27. Judas saw that they had decided to kill Jesus. He was the one who had handed him over. When he saw what happened, he was very sorry for what he had done. So he took the 30 silver coins back to the priests and the other, the other leaders. Judas said, I sinned, I handed it over to you, an innocent man, to be killed. The Jewish leaders answered, We don't care, that's your problem, it's not ours. So Judas threw the money into the temple. Then he went out from there and hanged himself. The leading priests picked up the silver coins in the temple. They said, Our law does not allow us to keep this money with the temple money because this money has paid for a man's debt. So they decided to use the money to buy a field called Potter's Field. The field will be placed to bury people who died while visiting in Jerusalem. That is why that field is still called the Field of Blood. This showed the full meaning of what Jeremiah the prophet said. They took 30 silver coins that was how much the people of Israel decided to pay for his life. They used those 30 silver coins to buy the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. This is one section of the reading of the Gospel of Matthew that tells us uh, the story of Judas. Judas, one of the followers of the Lord Jesus, many people wonder about his eternity. That's the main question that most people ask all the time. What happened to his soul? Is he in hell? Is he in heaven? Is he in, in any other place? What, what's going on with his soul? Why did he do what he did? Interesting questions. I'm going to try to answer those questions to you today. And before we get to the questions, we will go back a little bit into the story. What we understand about Judas is that he was a social leader. He was one of the individuals who, who had a, an influence in the community among certain people that they were against the oppression the Jews lived in. As you may know, the Roman Empire was over Jerusalem and many other areas in the Middle East at that point. And, uh, well, the life was very difficult for, for everybody. Jews included. But of course, there were groups that they had money and they were making a, a good way of living and there were others that were corrupt 
like uh, tax collectors. We have talked about tax collectors before, and um, Matthew precisely is one of those. And uh, Zacchaeus is one of those as well. Anyways, so Judas is, is not a fisherman. Judas is not a, an entrepreneur. He is more like a, an, a, a kind of person that we call an idealist, a, an ideologist. Somebody with a, a lot of uh, interests in seeing the benefit of the people, if you like. But in a very strange way, because there there is a passage where where he was uh, questioning why the money was not used to, to help the poor, and actually he was the treasurer of uh, that money Jesus was collecting contributions that people gave to his ministry. So Judas was there with him, with the Lord and the other apostles, and he saw many wonderful things the Lord Jesus did. So. Did the Lord knew about him? Of course he knew. He knew. The Lord knew that Jesus was the one to, to betray him. But he never thought of giving up to the possibility of his repentance. It was part of the prophecy that somebody needed to betray the Lord Jesus. But still, the Lord kept in his heart the desire and hope to see Judas' redemption. That is why it's interesting to see in this particular passage that we just read that there was a moment when Judas came back to the priests and said, I don't want this money. I realize now that what I have done is wrong. So here's the money and he throw the money and uh, they said, we don't want the money. Well, he's, he's innocent, he said. And then the, the leader said, well, that's not our problem. That's your problem. You made a mistake and now you have to live with it. And Judas couldn't live with that. You know, if he was really evil, if he was absolutely perverse, and if his intention was totally a negative intention in all matters and all that he wanted was the money he will never repent he will never come back to the priest and throw the money much less he will kill himself there was something special about this man he was a leader among a certain group of people some some people consider that judas was probably one of those leaders uh, among the ones that are on the left side of the social arena, political arena. He wanted to fight for the poor. Many people consider that Judah was a, a true leader for the community, not like the others that they, they, they didn't represent a group of people necessarily. It's interesting when you think about it. But what we know, the facts that we know, is that Judas was there with the Lord. He saw his life. He saw the miracles the Lord Jesus did. He received the same love and attention and devotion that the rest of the apostles received. And actually, he 
receive the, that confidence from, from the Lord Jesus when he said, I want you to handle the money. I want you to be the administrator of our contributions. Imagine that. Imagine the conversations between the Lord Jesus and Judas about spending doing this or buying this or helping somebody. We, we don't know what, what was happening, but as you know, every time there is money, there has to be some sort of accountability in order to keep the integrity of whoever is in charge of that organization. In this particular case, we know the Lord Jesus was pure. He had integrity. He will not allow money control him or he will not do anything, let's say, under the table. Hey, Judas, give me this money. I will do this. And, you know, so, and you can take this part. No. So Judas saw in the Lord Jesus integrity, handling money. Interesting. That made an impact in his life. He saw the Lord Jesus reaching out to the poor, to the rich, to the ones that were sick, to the masses and also individuals. So what was happening in his soul during those three years that we don't really know what was the full intention of Judas? Something was happening to the point where he, he thought, I'm going to sell him for 30 silvers of coin and see what happens. Perhaps he was considering that the Lord Jesus, with all his power, in his integrity, he will simply replace the government in Israel and just take cover, kicking the Romans out of the territory and bringing to the Israelites their freedom, independence, and self-government. Perhaps Judas considered that there was a moment where Jesus will say, I'm done with all this corruption, all these injustices, and, you know, I am pure and perfect. I'm the son of God. I'm going to do this right. Is it possible? You think that Judas was longing for, for something like you and I lived all the time when we see what's going on in our societies and we, and we think it would be fabulous to have a leader in our government that will do things right. We just don't know exactly what was happening in his heart, in his mind, but again, facts, the facts are that he saw the Lord Jesus. He heard him. He observed him. And when he pushed the situation by accepting the 30 silvers, the money, coins of silver, that was the trigger to the last moment when the, all the guards came to, to take the Lord Jesus captive until the moment of his death. Judas saw that and he was surprised when he saw the meekness of the Lord Jesus not fighting against the Roman guard or whomever came with him to get him, he just surrendered. And then when he was captured, 
And Judas realized that they will kill Jesus. In that moment, he repented. Repentance is such a powerful thing, my friends. We all should live that repentance constantly, all the time. If I ask you directly today, what is the last thing that you have done that you have not repented yet? Or what is that thing that you are planning on doing and you know is wrong, but you are thinking, well, after I do that, I will repent. Repentance is, is key in our relationship with the Lord. What happened exactly the moment that Judas decided to kill himself is something that the Bible doesn't tell us exactly. He, the, the Bible doesn't give us a, a full answer, but we know about the mercies of God. You know, when people are pushed to a, a place of too much pressure in, in this particular case, Judas representing a group of people, a community, longing to see a change in the society. He couldn't make it happen. And he says, here's your money. I don't want you to do that anymore. And he saw that it was unavoidable that the Lord Jesus will die. You know, the answer was, it's not our problem. That's your problem. He couldn't live with that. So many people come to that point in their lives as well, when they say, well, it's my problem and I don't want to face the consequences of that problem. So I, I choose to die and kill myself. Is what Judas thought. If there was a true repentance, if the mercy of God reaches Judas, and if Judas is forgiven, we will see him in heaven. We don't know. But if all that is true, if Judas truly repented, if Judas made peace with God before he even killed himself, and if God forgave him, he will be in heaven. So I, I want you to think for, for a moment about this. If all this is true, if Judah was finally forgiven, well, let me ask you this. Don't you think that it will be much better for Judas to stay there alive and face the consequences of his decision and say, guys, I messed up big time. And I truly repent of what I have done. Imagine how that will affect the community of followers that he had. Today, many people, for different reasons in the world, uh, are killing themselves. Many of them for financial reasons, others for health reasons, others for sentimental reasons. And everyone has a reason, depression or many things that pushes people to kill themselves. But I, I, I always think about this. What, what matters right now, if you're alive and if you are considering that possibility because you just see how bad is what you have done, this, this is what I would like you to think. 
if you feel that you are going to ask God for forgiveness because you truly repent, if you hope for the forgiveness of God and you feel that God will forgive you, so why then will you take your life? Stay, stick with us, stick with us and let's face together the consequences of our decisions. Sometimes people think, well, I don't see any hope. You know, you would be surprised the things that can happen in the life of anybody. Even if those consequences imply going to prison. The thing is, it's not easy to face the consequences. It's, it's, it's horrible to say in the face of somebody, yes, I did. I did this wrong. This are my wrong actions to you and to your family, to your company, to your organization. I, I betrayed you. You know, it's, it's such a horrible thing. But if there is a hope for forgiveness, why taking the route of suicide? Stop right there and say, I want to see what will happen to me. I'm reaching out today to somebody that is considering that possibility. Stop it. Don't go into that path. And just think about this. If there is hope for you and God to be forgiven and for others to forgive you, take that hope. Embrace it and say, I really need the mercies of God. Because there is no need for you to kill yourself. God will forgive you and God will help you to go through all kind of difficulties in your life. Even if that means that you will go to prison or whatever consequences can happen to you, the Lord will help you. We just don't know how things can evolve in the future whenever the Lord intervenes. And that is precisely the power of God that wants once we repent, truly repent, there are some consequences to our actions naturally. But there is a forgiveness and a process of restoration. And then you can be again useful in the hands of the Lord. And perhaps finding there the true calling of your life. What is what the Lord wants you to do? So, with this, I want to end this study telling you that if there is forgiveness for people that take their lives, and I hope there is forgiveness for that, we will see them in heaven. And all together there in the presence of God, we will be worshiping Jesus. Why you will wait until we are in heaven to worship Jesus? Join us to worship the Lord Jesus. If you are in Odessa, come to Victory Church. 2400 West 81st Street in Odessa, Texas, Sunday at 10 a.m. is our worship service. If you are not in the area, if you want to watch online, feel free to go to our website, bchurch.us, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, Victory Church Odessa. But regardless, Try to be in a physical place with a local congregation worshiping God because He wants to see you 
worshiping him all the times. Have a wonderful night, my friend. Thank you for watching.